the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Must. Obey. X-51, listen to me. You don't have to obey that device inside you. You're more than a machine. No, I will not. I am more than machine. I'm sorry, X-51. You're a good man. One I'd be proud to have on my team. You could be a great help to our cause, X-51. I wish to find my own path in life. I, too, am a rebel, a refugee. Until there is freedom for all sentient beings, perhaps my path does lie. Marvel Comics Group Machine Man with a nation against him. This is the story of X-51, a thinking computer in the form of a man. As Aaron Stack, he tries to find a place in a world that's not quite ready for his kind. But will he find it as friend, foe, or the greatest hero of them all? Stan Lee presents Machine Man, the Living Robot. Edited, written, and drawn by Jack Kirby. Embellished by Mike Royer. Colored by P. Goldberg. Lubrication by Jim Shooter. With a nation against him. Brought before a special congressional committee, Aaron Stack, the machine man, finds himself the central figure in a study which may determine whether he lives or dies. And thus begins Machine Man, Volume 1, Number 7. This particular story centers around Machine Man being put on trial, essentially. In the court of public opinion, that is. Machine Man has been observed intervening on the behalf of humans in order to save them. However, there are political ramifications to all of this, and always the politicians wanting to seek the upper hand. Machine Man is trying desperately to win over the support of the people here on Earth and to accept him as one of their own. You have Dr. Spaulding in the courtroom, essentially being the counsel and helping out Machine Man as he pleads his case to this congressional committee. You see a softening here of Colonel Craig. His men had been in long pursuit of Machine Man, and now he is tempering the expectations of these politicians to not make Machine Man the scapegoat here, and indeed to accept him and his existence. Craig does not like doing the politician's work, and very clearly Jack Kirby doesn't have a very high opinion of politicians either in the way in which this particular story unfolds. There is a professor, scientist, who has developed a robot to go after Machine Man. And he pursues Machine Man and Dr. Spaulding as they are leaving the courtroom and heading home. They encounter this robot who is extremely powerful, and Machine Man is really challenged by him. But ultimately, Machine Man prevails, utilizing his fiery 
touch, the fire that comes out of his finger. Almost a glowing sun ember, which goes ahead and basically crumples up this robot into just a hard ball of rubble. And then Machine Man tosses that over to the maker of the robot. Machine Man heads back to Spaulding's place where he retires for the evening. He consumes an awful lot of books. He's able to assimilate and go through pages so quickly to the wonderment of Spaulding. Spaulding retires for the evening, Machine Man powers down, and the following morning he wakes up to find that Spaulding has been abducted. Machine Man then is in hot pursuit of the abductors, but meanwhile, there is a media campaign which is portraying Machine Man as having disappeared. Can he really be trusted? Now, this is after the previous day where, outside of the courtroom, he is able to intervene when a gentleman is being pit-pocketed. And Machine Man can see this from afar and extends out his arms and basically stops the pitpocketer from taking the wallet. He immediately wins over the crowd. So public opinion keeps swaying back and forth. And poor Machine Man is just conflicted this entire time as, will these humans accept me as one of their own? Will they continue to persecute me? What's going on here? And here I am being put in the trial of public opinion in front of this congressional committee. So Machine Man is portrayed in the media as being on the run. Meanwhile, the politicos bring in Colonel Craig, really wanting to urge him to hunt him down. You see that this one congressman who has aspirations for the Senate, ultimately the White House, is the one behind it all, and trying to manipulate the entire situation. Machine Man is picked up by one of the people that had abducted Spalding, Dr. Spalding, and is flown out via a helicopter and dropped into what appears to be a missile silo. And there in the missile silo is a big screen where we see the abductors and we see a tied up Spalding. You're taking this in good spirit. It should make things easier for all of us. Where's Spalding? I want to see him, says Machine Man. Peter, are you okay? If those goons have roughed you up, he's in good shape. We're releasing him soon. No, I'm not going if Machine Man takes my place. Listen to me. Leave immediately, if you can. We're dealing with a powerful, highly organized criminal combine. But your lip, Doc. Do as they say, Peter, and don't worry. You're the one who has to worry. They want Machine Man of their own. They want to make copies of you. So this politician is in bed with this organized crime entity that then wants to make copies of Machine Man. And we're left on this cliffhanger. Next... You've got to see it to believe it. Super Escape. This one is just full of action. It starts out with that congressional hearing, but it brings up in, or sets the table, if you will, the dilemma that's going on here. Don't appear hostile, machine ma'am. Just answer the questions and ignore any attempt to bait you into anger. Very clearly, these politicians are trying to bait machine man, and those are the words of Dr. Spaulding. And Machine Man is very calmly answering the questions of this congressional committee. We must get to the issue at hand. The issue is clear. There is a federal court order which calls for the destruction of Model X-51. Alas, Aaron Stack. Alas, Machine Man. So here is Congress debating the merits of the scrapping of the X program here. And still... Aaron being out there, all of the other machine men have been scrapped because of the perception that they were faulty or were having too much power and that their personalities were too unstable. As were very clearly, Aaron Stack has exhibited incredible control over his personality, 
his judgment. And that is the argument that Dr. Spaulding is also trying to make on Aaron's behalf, as well as Aaron proving to this congressional committee that he can be trusted, that he can be a guardian or protector here of Earth in case there is an alien invasion or any wrongdoing happening. And he does a great job in front of this congressional hearing of staying fairly calm, as well as handling himself outside of the hearing when he intervenes on behalf of that gentleman whose wallet was about to be pinpocketed and truly winning over the crowd. So there's your setup here. And Jack does a very good job going panel to panel, showing the arguments, bringing out the moral dilemma here, and you really feel for Machine Man as he is being manipulated by the politicos to their own benefit. And we've seen this time and time again in politics of someone bringing up a particular issue, they get to grandstand, there's plenty of coverage by the media, and Jack basically portrays it for what it is, and that being a complete sham here. The extension of Machine Man's arm out to intervene and make sure that the pit pocket doesn't get away with the wallet really reminded me of Inspector Gadget, (laughs) if you remember that cartoon from the 80s. This was very, very cool. And Jack does a great job of foreshortening in this one to really feel like Machine Man's hand and arm is coming out at you through the panel. There aren't a lot of splash pages per se in this one. Yes, the fight scene is exciting between machine man and this other robot and that's cool the flaming of him and then ultimately melting him into this just big rock of metal that is then tossed over to this inventor who is quite dismayed that machine man would go ahead and melt down his prized robot project and it threatens to sue machine man it's really pretty laughable you get into how machine man works and that he actually does require rest but he controls that by manipulating the power and the time and he will then be able to rest up power back up at 6 30 in the morning so you get to see his routine he really jack gives us some insight in balancing out how much of machine man is human and how much of machine man is machine and can be controlled it's pretty cool which we haven't gotten to see this before it's kind of a slice of daily life for him and then Finally, I think the other insight in this one, which a lot of the strength of this particular issue is not necessarily in the action. Uh, They're minimal with respect to the panels. Again, the confrontation of Machine Man and the robot, and then, of course, Machine Man being dropped into this missile silo. Those are action-packed, yes. But really, the strength of this issue is in conveying emotion, in revealing of plot. Jack is highly effective in doing this through the very expressive faces that he draws in these panels and you really grow to dislike these politicians big time and jack really has his rooting for machine man here so kids we would love to hear from you once you have read machine man volume one issue number seven please leave us a message via the anchor app or send us an email at kirby's kids podcast at gmail.com kudos kirby kirby